and we have John Colley from Boston, hey. Jay from Temecula, California, hey, Brian from Milwaukee, and Eric from Good Guy Productions, way up in the tundra, where it's 16 below all, all the time, even in the summer. 61 but, right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> Get a hoodie. The show that aired before our, before our show, which you'll see this when, Jay? Um, this show? This yeah. is um, actually St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's on St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, okay. Yeah. They did a show on left turns with with songs, and um, we already have a music show on Tuesday, so I thought we would do, let's make a right turn on things that we do not music related, but things that we do at events that exceed expectations or just, you know, just because it's the right thing to do, that sort of thing, you know, something, something you might do. And one of the things I'll start off, one of the things I do when someone's obviously on a budget and they were like, no, nah, no, nah, we can't afford up lights. Well, they got a sweetheart table and you know they're they need photo ops does it kill me to put three battery powered up lights right behind them no it takes less than uh, two minutes so i always do that you know just as an example who wants to go next I'm not giving up any secrets. I'm giving right. nothing. I'll take I'm giving nothing until Eric goes because Eric's going to like all the us complain. all. Yeah. Oh no, please. I'm going to see where Eric everything. goes before I even open my mouth. Yeah. Oh, this is a tough one today. Just now, I just got dropped on me. I thought we were doing insurance questions tonight. No, oh, God, saying, please well, don't. That's, no, where that's where he gets his money because he's collected money. That's where he's getting his money. Still on crutches yeah. another three weeks. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Because of the virtual training tonight, we pushed off the insurance show until next week, which will be way after St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, by the yeah. time you see it, bring Wavy Davy in for that one. Yeah, Wavy Davy is coming for sure. Oh, excellent! Right, right. Yeah, he definitely agent? is. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, third generation. Yeah, third or wow. fifth generation insurance agent. Yeah. Yeah. So. What do you guys do? We're taking a right turn here away from music. What do you do um, to be a nice guy? Yeah, okay. good guy, Eric. Good guy, Eric. Uh, all right, all right. All right, you go. John or me? Ready? Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, rock, right. paper, rock scissors. wins. All right, you go. That means you go first. Scissors? <laughs> oh, oh, I, lo I won. You so go first. I lost, so I go first. All right, and that's the show, everybody. We all right, thank so, you again for tuning right, in. Good night. No, this, uh, <laughs> just this past Saturday, I, I was I was doing a wedding up in New Hampshire, and the um, it was uh, on a lake. So it's it's we're basically set up in sand. But there's a little, on a lake. <laughs> it's Sunset Lake. It was in New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you bring your bear repellent, your your Jason repellent, and everything else you need when you're doing a gig on the lake. <laughs> it, was, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, you know, the ladies walking in heels and the sand was a little awkward. So God, it came time for announcing the men. I, I came up with the idea. We're going to bring them in from the paved driveway side, and I got with the photographer, and he's he'd done a bunch of weddings, and they were kind of out on a pier where they did the ceremony and then they did pictures by the trees in the sand. I says, why don't we walk them in from where it's paved 
and each one had a, a song they wanted to come into for a few minutes. So I like pre-cued them and set them to like spots where there'd be some energy. There's not a long intro. And I tell the photographer, I say, as they come in, they're going to come when they hear the song hit, they're going to walk up and they're going to do a little dance in the spot. I showed them where, and I basically planted them where he needed to be. Um, and then I get a, a, a revamped list and they're adding grandma. We're going to announce grandma and she's you know, up there. She's in her nineties. She's seated. So I got to tell him who she is, where she is. And that put him in a place where when we announce her and play her, you are the sunshine of my life song, he can get a shot of her and still have time to get back over. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was the coordinating and all that was behind the scenes and the, and, and the bride and groom were none the more aware of that, that it was all just being handled. And you just, you step up and try to make it easy. And, you know, two of the parents came into happy, two of them came into, uh, you know, another section of a song. And then when we announced the bride and groom and they went into their first dance and he was able to get all the pictures and between us, you know, we had all that stuff handled, like, you know, the, the, the fairy lights, what do you call them? The market lights weren't on. And he says, we need these on for the pictures. So we scrambled and did that. All the behind the scenes stuff, I think, is what mm-hmm. we really put the effort in. That it's what the client doesn't see that you know right. you did. And you yeah. can tell them about it later, but it's you know, they walked into lights and a photographer and they don't know what in, went into making the cake, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just some of the stuff you can do that really stands out and makes you different than the well, I guess it's gonna happen like it happens attitude and you know, not right. get handed it and take charge and try to make it go right. I think that's what makes us different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick note, John. Okay. Um, the multiple songs thing is that a trend on the East Coast now? Doing for sure song for, for a couple. Yeah, if they yeah. want to walk into something, they don't all want to walk into the same song, and it's just a snippet. You just set them up on the side list, right? right. Set your cue mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. and it's just bang. Here's so and so and so and so. Press while they're coming in. You load the next one. Here's so and so. Press. You know, and you're not playing the whole thing. It's just enough no, for them no, to no, come no. in and do a little spin and get some pictures. Yeah, and, yeah. Here, here it was big, like maybe five years ago. But I think enough people, uh, enough people have seen it where they're like, you know what, that's that's a little m- m- yeah. more pageantry than we want, so we'd rather not. Yeah. Yeah. So we've we've gone full circle here. I think if you're yeah, announcing yeah, a few, it's not bad. If you have to announce a long, you know, all the groomsmen and ushers yeah. and bridesmaids, and it can be a lengthy. But this was yeah, like yeah. like six six groups. Whip 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 whip. It just went right okay. through, and the whole yeah. thing took ten minutes. So it was beautiful. Sorry, if you have a fun group, it really does work. Yeah, and you have your hot cues, and you just you know use your finger, put it on the mouse pad, and pop it in, and just slam it right on. Mm-hmm. Hit your hot cue at the same time. I you use used to it. I use CDs while you're talking. <laughs> I use CDs. I'm a real DJ. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't use a mouse pad. <laughs> a crayon mark on the record. Need to know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, go ahead, Eric. I, I you I think you had the rock. Yes. Um, yeah. I, rock, break, scissors. Mm-hmm. So. In my business, we're a 50-50 split in this area. 50% word of mouth and friends and family. Um, mm-hmm. Not family, but family of friends. And 50% mm-hmm. is people that are from out of town and they come up to Lake Placid, you know, for that experience, that um, that location experiment experience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with that, um, you get high expectations from the people from out of town because they've seen things. A lot of our clientele come from New York City, Long Island, New Jersey, and they want that mm-hmm. wow. So... Mm-hmm. With the other folks up here, a lot of times if they're friends, what I'll do is at the end of a, a first dance, as the song is really kind of fading out, the people are clapping, I'll get on the mic and I'll say, you know, how about a nice round of applause for a bride and groom? And I bet you we'll even applaud louder if you can dip her and give her a kiss. And so when they do that, <laughs> boom, the sparks come up, the sparks come up. I've already told the photographer, back off, you know, 
on your lighting. And then we get that picture with the sparks up over the top of their head. And it's just, that's, that's the money shot for their photo album, you know? That's awesome. That's, that's basically what we do is make photo ops. Yeah. You know, because they're years from now, they're not going to remember what, you know, what the chair covers were or anything else, but they'll have that album of the pictures and, oh, yeah. you know, the, and the memories will change, but the pictures never will. How, and you know how many times those Facebook memories pop back up and it's a picture that I created and, you mm-hmm. know, and sometimes I'll go, I did that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it makes you feel good. Yeah. Like, wow, I created that moment because I did you something. You staged the moment. You staged it. Yeah. 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 Yep. We had a picture that came up today on Facebook and it was, uh, I didn't really do this. I only played the right song, but everybody got up on the, we have these things here. They're called like a a barn table. They're these big, heavy wooden tables. And it's this whole brand new thing that they do. Right. Instead of using your plastic tables with the tablecloths, these big wooden tables they like. And so the bride and groom and the whole wedding party got up and danced on this table. That was a year ago today. Wow. Yeah, my hashtag was, you know, table dancing rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the, the moments. Insurance that... show. Can't wait for the insurance show. Yeah, yeah right. You sparklers, <laughs> dancing on tables. I see what's going on in New York. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Nothing's been on we're, fire yet. Good thing we're the next show is going to be about insurance. <laughs> All right. So um what Brian and Jay, are you guys going to rock paper and scissors? Please, I'll hand it off to Mister Red. Please. Okay, you really want to do this? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So, the story I want to tell, I have to go back and okay. talk about how things were in the old days of DJing. Before I do that, I want to compliment you, Howie, on you, taking the initiative to switch the show topic. Like that. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, that was good. And and this is something that Howie has pointed out to me quite a bit. Uh, Jay's very good at it as well. But there's something that I did this weekend that I, I I forgot I had it in me and I forgot that I could do it like I did it. So if I go way back in the eighties, when I first started doing this, we didn't have like every song and you had records, literally were records, you know, right. Right. Vinyl, if you will, for you kids. (laughs) And we had, we had like a fifties and sixties, like stack. We had rock, we had country top 40. And then there were like specialty songs that were like, I don't know, Christmas songs and patriotic things and polkas Mm -hmm. and such. Mm Mm-hmm. So we didn't have every song people wanted. We really had to win them over with our personality so they treated us right. So yes. we had to, yes. to say things on the microphone to, to get them to like us and, and become like a personality. Now, a lot of times you look at that these days, anybody who's kind of left over from that school kind of looks like a party clown to me. I mean, they're not really a DJ per se. They're more of this like host or entertainer and sometimes mm-hmm. it does get quite cheesy. Mm-hmm. But I did it for a lot of years, and I saw a lot of people do it pretty well. And I've talked about paying attention to stand-up comedians. And I talked about mm-hmm. the timing of it and reading the audience and things of that nature. This mm-hmm. lands with some people when I talk about it. The DJs, some people, some DJs just are like, what are you talking about? Are you high? Why are you talking about stand-up comedians? We're not comedians. <laughs> so that's that's the backstory. Saturday. 
a lot of things were happening at this event. There was a lot of prep work. There was a lot of stuff to do that I could talk about. But what I want to talk about is the improvisational stuff that I did on the microphone. In the old days, I would say things that were kind of humorous. And I would land a group of people who would find it funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be, and it was usually the younger crowd because I was poking fun at the older people because I was young too. Mm. The stuff that I was doing this weekend, I was landing with everyone. And it was so cool. The, the reason I was doing it was because much like the old days where I had the shortcoming of not having all the songs I wanted, on Saturday, I had the shortcoming of volume restrictions. So I couldn't turn the music up very loud. And I felt like I had to do something to compensate for that because I wasn't really giving them the full experience like I'd like to. I didn't turn the bass way down. The music, I mean, they, they were fine with it, but I knew that it could have been louder, you know, and it would have been more full and more fun and people would have been more prone to dance if it was louder, but it had to be pretty low because mm-hmm. uh, the barn and the residence around it and such. I don't know how many times I did this. But it was all improvisational. And I know anything that I say that I said isn't going to be as funny as what I said in the moment. And I was reading the room when it happened. There were moments I had to talk on the mic. And so I picked up the microphone and I don't know what came over me, but I just went for it. The first time I remember doing it was during toasts and speeches. They're passing the microphone around giving toasts and speeches. And this one guy took the mic and he gave this long thing and it was good. And he sang a song and he was actually a really good singer. Although he had a speaking mic and not a vocal mic, he still did a pretty good job. In a vocal mic, yeah. He got away with murder then. <laughs> I knew that they, the, the, the bride and groom had an announcement to make about a memorial set that I was going to be doing before the speech or the last thing, you know, during speech and toast, they were going to say something about a memorial, a memorial set and then I was going to play it. So it was the last thing that was supposed to happen. I had to take the microphone from this guy. And I had to walk it across the room to the bride and groom. When I took the microphone, the room went silent, like they expected me to say something. So again, this guy had this long spiel and he sang this song and some of the crowd was into it. Some of them were like, eh, what's going on with this? Mm-hmm. So I'm walking with the microphone. The room's dead silent. And as I'm walking, I picked it up and I said, yeah, sometimes you just have to take the microphone away from a guy. And everyone just died laughing. And I, I mean, I said it better than that. It was more deadpan than that. Yeah. And then I just handed it to the bride and groom and they did their thing and it was good. Another thing that I did, again, off the cuff, and this was really low volume. So I was only able to deal with small groups at once because I had small groups in there. I was playing songs for them specifically. Mm-hmm. There was a group that wanted to hear Bye 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 by NSYNC. Big request. They kept coming up and asking for it. So I put it on, and they went nuts. When the song was over, it's, it's a group. It's a very intimate group. It's maybe, I don't know, 12 people. And the volume's low. I get on the microphone, and I said, you know what? That was a big request tonight. And that's a big request at a lot of my events. But look, if I were to be honest, it's not a very good song. Everyone booed me. <laughs> I said, I know. I said, but look, you're young. You don't understand yet. You don't know what good music is. So let me show you. Let me play you a good song. Is that okay? And they're still kind of booing. I put on everybody by the Backstreet Boys and they all started laughing. Not only the small group, but everyone else there was laughing too because they were like the rivals of NSYNC, you know? Uh, yes. Yes. 
I was doing things like that off the hat. I don't know why I thought it was appropriate, but it was incredibly appropriate. And it, everything that I did, I mean, I even got a text today from the client thanking me for everything that I did for them on Saturday. Yeah. And I thought that was so nice. It was a, it's a really nice message. I'm thinking about copying, pasting it and posting it somewhere. Cause it's, it's very cool, but I felt really good about the event and I brought something to it to help, uh, help compensate for some things that I felt could have been they were out of my control, but they could have been better like volume. Mm-hmm. I did this other thing instead, and it really did enhance the experience. It made it personal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I was able to do that. That was making the right turn in that case. And it was a weird judgment call, but I went for it. And it worked. I don't think everybody magic. could have pulled it off. Jay could pull it off. are magic like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have really good. Very like good at that, this where it flows yeah. and you get caught. It's it's off the cuff that's the magic, I think. You're reading the yeah, room as you're doing it, though. You're not just... You're just I, not throwing it out there, because that's when it's... Right. I can you've attempt got, it you've next week. You can, you've got somebody right. there. Yeah. If I attempted it next week, it would probably fail. Yeah. No, you, you have, you have, have to, to read the room and yeah. know when you can and can't do these things. And that's the mm-hmm. skill set of a DJ that we never really talk about. Yeah. You no, know, it's right. always about gear and, and music and, oh, I, I can mix this song with this song and look at these speakers. We're not all right for every client. We're right. right for one client, but we're not, you know, I was a, a member of a group called The Best DJ For You, and our motto was, there's no such thing as the best DJ, but there is the best DJ for you. Right. And the logic was, of the six of us, one of us is the best DJ for you. Right. You may not like Brian or Howie or John, but you might like Eric and vice versa and all that. And mm-hmm. I think that still stands true, And and I learned it. Again, let's go back to the weekend. I had a wedding Saturday night that actually was outside. And I made it very clear to the client and the coordinator, you know, there's a 10 o'clock noise variance in this area. And we're outside. Mm -hmm. So I just, I need you to understand that. The reason being, I'll party with you guys. But, you know, and and the, the groom was like, I've talked to all the clients. I've invited them all. Only a couple are coming, but they were all cool with it. Well, I actually made it from 10 to 11 outside blasting music without the police, without any complaints. And at 11 o'clock, I'm like, folks, thank you so much. Have a great night. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good night. Boom. Lights are still on. Turn off the computer. Unplug the hard drive. And the groom comes up. He goes, can you go to midnight? I'm like, seriously? He goes, I told the neighbors we were going till midnight. I'm like, okay. Um, But, you know. He Five goes, minutes. you know, he goes, I, I, I really want to go to midnight. I'm like, great. That's 250. Okay. Yep. Okay. Like it's what you paid earlier, but now it's just one more hour. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, I've talked to DJs and there's probably five that come to mind that I won't name that off the top of my head. that are like, Hey man, you know what? Party's going great at 11. I'm scheduled to leave and they want to go to midnight. Let's go. I'm doing it. Will you charge over? No. And my logic has always been, that's not the time to take a right turn. That's the time to understand value and worth because you're Mm -hmm. doing such a good job that they want you to stay. If you were a chef and they were, everyone was lined up to eat your food and you closed at 10 and they said, we can stay up until 11. Great. Pay me another hour because I'm working. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of right turns for weddings for us as professional DJs, it comes down to understanding there's no such thing as a perfect event and there's always problems. 
Something is always going to go wrong, but it's a matter of what we sometimes don't do that's the right turn. Example, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, my Thursday night wedding for the bride, who was a family member from 07 and 08 weddings I did, her cake, the coordinator was told at 4.30 when the cake was supposed to arrive, at 20 of 5, there's an emergency, we're going to be late. Well, that translates in my world to the cake has been ruined. They're going back to the office to get another cake. So this is now 5, 5.30, 6. The guests are eating dinner. The cake table is sitting next to the bride and groom empty. And I happen to say to the coordinator, so the schedule is toast, cake at 7, right? Well, there's no cake yet. Well, then the mother comes, the grandmother comes over to me and the coordinator and says, you know, what? when they get here, I need to know. She's so upset. And I'm like, who told her? She's like, what do you mean? She had to know. I said, the last person that should have known about this was the bride. bride. You wouldn't have told her? I said, I would have put on a long song or seven, and I would have driven down to the grocery store, bought a cake, brought it back before I ever told a bride. Because now you've put all that stress, and she looks at me, she goes, I really wish we'd asked you. Because even the coordinator goes, well, I thought she had to know. I said, the bride needs to know the cake is messed up at the exact minute she's supposed to cut it, not a second before. Well, if you don't tell the bride, I go, you save the bride the stress. Now the bride is stressed about the cake that's not here. It's a cake. Go to Vaughn's, go to Ralph's, go to Winco, go to Publix, go to whatever your store is. And buy an effing cake and bring it back. It doesn't well, Walmart for the rest have of the writing world. on it. Yeah. yeah. It's right. just <laughs> a white cake. Right. Because she just lost an hour of her reception worrying. And I was so pissed yes. at everybody. And then yes. later in the night, the mother and grandmother came up and said, So great to see you again. We met, you know, 15 years ago at my niece's wedding, yada, yada, yada. And we just want to tell you, I, I, I so regret not talking to you. The coordinator was okay, but. Like, you did such a great job 15 years ago, and you have all this knowledge and experience, and I regret not talking to you, because it sounds like you wouldn't have told Khalees about the cake. I'm like, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. It's like a bad comedy movie where it's like, they drop the cake on the way out to the reception. Now, the whole point of the bit is to show them build the cake to bring it back out. I mean, so I think that's a lot of what I consider to be a right turn. I'm not yeah. offering up much. I love the exceed expectations, under promise, over deliver. And I don't want to put anybody on the spot. But for me personally, I don't think that comes down to tangible service. I don't think, you know, I used to be show up and be like, oh my gosh, what's that monogram? Ta-da, it's a gift. I kind of walked away from that because it undervalued what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think now it's more a matter of everybody's got you know, every piece of gear. The, it's really mm-hmm. funny. 20 years ago, we didn't have all this gear. I mean, it was like, you know, we, we competed on a level of skill set because mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we had to I know what to do. do. No, no, no. I know, Brian, but so much <laughs> of the industry now, I, I know DJs that have been around for like two or three years. There's nothing stopping them from getting the Rev 7. When I first right. went mobile, you know, you just looked at gear as like, unattainable or one day or you aspire to now gear is undervalued because it's like everybody has everything 
Well, there's information out there uh, if you want it. So you make the right choice. If you want to be cheap, you can go cheap. But if you want a premium thing, you don't have to say, boy, I'd like to build a premium thing, but I have no idea how to do it. No, all the info's out there for you now. Right, but it's weird. I mean, there are DJs you and I know who were like happy users in the Newmark CDN 88, the dual CD decks. And those things were on fire at the time. Like everybody had them, everyone was using them. They weren't that expensive. So it was just a different gear mentality, I mean. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like you got what you got, you needed. There you go. There was no trussing. There was no fire. There was no flames. There was none of that crap. I want to. Now it's it, like yeah. people are going so quick to Some gear. lights from Spencer's. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's people? like they don't think outside of the box. I did my Twitch set the other night. John was there. Howie was there too. And I had yeah. a light, and it's this little tiny color key LED light. Mm-hmm. It mimics like an old jewel or mystic or, you know, Got the wide lens. And the best use I could find for it was to put it pointed at the ceiling because it created like a box in my office. Yeah, right. and that's cool. That yeah, was cool. I thought it was too. And really I'm not, cool. I'm not patting myself on the back, but I just view things like that. I don't think, yeah, I think that's where right turns come from. Mm-hmm. I think they come from your ability to see past the moment and understand that when yeah. you see it going this way, you can go this way. I mean, I'm not going to take an in- industry down, but this is by far one of the busiest years I've had in a long time. It's also the year where I've worked with a certain type of vendor who has completely and utterly ruined weddings. Hands down, I won't even say their profession, but it's one of the vendors at a wedding. And this year I've worked with some of the worst I've seen in 25 years. Mm. And I've had to do right turns at every wedding. And I've had to fight with people and say, we can't do this. You know, John was saying earlier that and I, I was, I liked what he said. He was talking about the things that he was doing that the client knew nothing about. Right. The way right. he was setting things up that the client knew right. nothing about. And I think that's the essence of what makes greatness in our business is when you make it look easy. That's the key. Yep. If that, not, that but you make it uh, look easy. Right. Yeah. That is in prep. That is an experience. Mm-hmm. And yet you can't even put a dollar amount on that. So when well, people well, come to my events, happen? you're right. People come I, to my events, you know, maybe and say, wow, that looks pretty easy. I could do that. Yeah. I bet you could. Yeah, we make it. If that you way. only knew, right. Well, the reason it looks easy <laughs> is because I made it look easy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and on the other hand, you know, when we make these right turns because something happened, the the guests really don't know. They, they don't have no know. idea. They have no Nor idea. Should they? And and then you wind up getting a beautiful letter like you got, you know, right. and they're none the wiser. It's like, wow, this is this, this client knew because they threw a lot of stuff at me last minute. And mm. I knocked every bit of it out of the park. And yeah. I told them. And you paid for it. <laughs> they, they, they did. But you know what? They tipped very generous too. They, they gave me a very generous tip. I was looking at this event this weekend as, eh, you know what? I'll do it. It's going to be a wash, but I'll do it. I ended up profiting quite no, a lot. I mean, I mean, you paid for it with your body. With your health. Oh, your well, that, health. That, that wasn't the prep. That was actually the physical stuff yeah. I had to do there. Because yeah. the barn's on one level, the tent's on another level. They're getting married way up here. 
the of course. ceremony went like long. It was this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm running up and down these hills. Plus the parking was on way down. And for some reason, the barn venue decided that the crippled guy needs to park in the back of the lot because that's where vendors park. So I had a longer walk. Did you show them the, Thank you. the VIP pass? Uh, they didn't care. And that is a video for another day. But yeah, no, no. I was actually west of Madison. I was, you know, Madison. Oh, yeah. I, know Madison. I was west of Madison about a half hour. Hi, is he? Yeah, no. It sounds like Brian's got an ADA case. Yeah, Americans Disability Act. Oh, I definitely Tell him to put have a ADA case. Brian, 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 put a collar on right now. Is he doing treatment houses? Put one of those collars on now. This is the legal show's coming up soon. Brian, do you have a white cane? He said to get a white cane, too. No, you know what? It wouldn't have been so I I can walk, but it was gravel. And I'm like, am I going to twist my ankle so I can't do this event? Because I got to walk all the way across this lot and then up this freaking hill and up another hill to the barn. Yeah. But a lot of stuff happened this weekend. It It was. I could do several videos on just this weekend alone. I'd, I'd, I'd write and, a letter, dude. And, and you know what? I, I could be negative about it and talk about that stuff, but I'd rather not. There's so many positive things to talk about that happened this exactly. weekend that I'd rather focus on. If you'd yeah. like to make a lawsuit for this weekend, she's Brian. Well, <laughs> find out where he worked by his videos and call the ADA Act with government yeah, lawyers. Yeah. You can probably pick up a couple bucks. Oh, now I get a class action thing. <laughs> John, John was worried about language. Forget it. Now we're going to yeah. have government lawyers coming in. Yeah. Every, every place has a different type of venue that they call barn venues. In California, it, it really does sound oh, like, especially like yeah, in we're North doing California, it too. They're new buildings that they build. They're climate controlled and there's parking lots. And yes. you know, where I live, they're freaking barns. Like yeah, they were barns, barns. hundred years ago. The barn is the backdrop. Like I see all these videos from <laughs> the weddings where you're in the barn. No, we're outside of the barn. I, I did a wedding two weeks ago. This is how bad it was. I didn't even take a photo of the setup because people wouldn't believe. It looked like when people post worst DJ setup ever. That was <laughs> I was under a flight of stairs. You're yeah. green I had my two speakers almost next to each other. I'm like, they're going to cancel out. They're like, yeah, no, they have to stay on the gravel right here with like this high brick running around the, the speakers. And then yeah. the dance. Oh, my God. It was the worst setup. Ever, the, 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 the cool part about it is, Jay, and this is what I feel like the, the where the show is. The cool part about that is, is that we overcome. Those oh yeah, yeah. Yes. It's not easy yes. to do, but the client we, was happy with everything. Yep, yeah, same here. And dude, I had so much stuff to deal with. I'm trying to be nice to John for this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple mm-hmm. things. No, it sounds like you got hit. The only thing close to me. I knocked it out, man. I, I hit every yeah. curveball that was thrown at me. It's yeah. it's the load in and load out. The motto I've always stood by out here is the more expensive the venue, the worse the load in. Like you go to the Ritz Carlton in LA. Downtown it always sucks. And yeah, it's there's one in Marina Del Rey, and you literally you're like two miles behind it, and there's yeah. a road that goes underneath, and you hit a loading dock. And it, it's all done behind the scenes. They don't want those hotels and right. properties. They don't want you to be seen. Sure. So you're going through three. It's all magical. Yeah. You just appear out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And it's everything is this narrow speaker. Kind of like those day. DJs that freak out if they see a cable in your picture. <gasps> oh, my God, a cable. Oh, yeah. 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 Follow, the strike people don't understand this stuff takes electricity. We've ruined the magic for them, I guess. Yeah. The cable. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's all. That's doing a gig in a casino. Oh, yeah. No, you load through. Yeah, 
Well, mm-hmm. even when we did the old Riv, they had you. I mean, you you won't remember probably, but coming out of where you would register at the Riviera, uh-huh. you go down that first hallway towards the casino. Yeah, and, like it's not a long hallway. There was a set of doors that took you down an entirely other world that went to their freight elevators that only went up to certain floors. Mm. And then you got a secondary elevator. The W in LA, to get up to Drea's on the rooftop, I'm not exaggerating. There's three elevators. You come through the back of the property, because I've done it like 10 times. You get you go down a hallway, take an elevator, one floor. That's a different level. Then you go down another hallway to another elevator. That takes you up to the 10th floor. Then you have to take the roof elevator, which is like, you know, a hallway down. Oh, it's it's astronomically difficult. The barn was fun because, as you <laughs> can imagine, when someone designs a barn in 1892, they have an entrance and an exit, and it's the same door. Yeah, yeah. So when they do, you know, they convert them into venues, they're still just the door. So yeah. <laughs> when you're done, when it's over, it's like gridlock trying to get yeah. to that one opening <laughs> with a vehicle to... I mean, and every, there's like 17 people in the family pulling their little Subaru Outbacks, you know, to the door to load in crap they brought. Oh, uh, yeah. And you're sitting there thinking, and I had to walk all the way to the back to the parking lot to get my vehicle. So I was last in line. Oh, but I had to sit there for a while to even load out. That, that is so disgusting to me that they wouldn't look at the fact yeah. that not only you're the vendor. Because I've had events. It's another show. It's it's another show. (laughs) But I'm saying, like, I had one recently where I parked right up against the barn, which is really just where catering was. Because we were all outside. It was a wedding I did about two months ago. And I remember them saying, like, you're not going to stay there, are you? I'm like, well, I'm loading out, but I'm going to leave gear in the car. Where else would you like me to go? Right. Because I'm behind the scenes of everything. No one can Mm -hmm. see my car. Yeah. Like, well, normally we have you guys go back up here to the entrance, turn left or right, and park out on the street. I'm like, okay, since it's 98 degrees and my gear already fell over once, I need to move stuff around. This absolutely has to be the way it is for now. And then I'm there for like two, three hours, loading stuff in and out occasionally. And the guy walks by with, you know, so nice to me. He goes, I guess you can just leave it there. She thinks. I've got well, you've got your backup up. gear in and the car, right? Dance. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole the overheat thing. gear. Yeah, you need yeah. something <laughs> in a hurry. It can't be three blocks. Away. That's what I said to them. I go, yeah. If I need to grab yeah. something for backup, like there's no physical place for me to put it. He goes, well, what do you normally do? I said, I normally park within about thirty to fifty feet of where I am. Yeah, well, that was yeah. I, it was the same issue with me. I mean, I. I I have I have things like I don't bring the backup laptop in. Yeah, it's, right, exactly. Sure. You know, it's there if I need it, but I don't. I usually don't bring it in. But the other thing that I can do if my truck's somewhere near is I can put like bags in my cart and like crap put it back in, in the vehicle yeah. to get it out of the way if there's right. no stash spot. Well, that's I had the problem. Just, and there's no stash. Spot. I had to stick it behind me, and it's in the pictures. But that's why, because my my vehicle was a quarter of a mile away. <laughs> well, actually, that's okay because I'm sure your photographer threw their crappy ass bags down next to your speaker. Right, right. Anyway. Photographer so was actually deal? self-contained. They were great. They were all self-contained. Oh, they didn't bring like the beat to crap carry. They were. They were awesome. Other lenses they were, and they throw were, it was, next to your there speaker. There was two two young ladies, and they were they were pros. I was very impressed. Very cool. So, anyway, yeah. Don't want to so, go up on that whole tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the whole um, barn thing is a right turn. Because it is. In my, it's a wrong turn. 
yeah, during COVID, wrong, wrong, people wrong. were looking for an it's excuse to still have their weddings. <laughs> yeah. And that was that's what they did here is people would come and it's a if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, but at least they still had their celebrations. Sure. Yeah. That's what we did up here. And so yeah. that for me, for the tent rental business, it boomed for like a couple of years. I mean, it's always busy anyways, but that and the barns really, that really opened up the door for the outdoor celebrations yeah. where it's open, you know, there are no sure. walls. Mm-hmm. So that's in rural areas where they don't police the stuff as often. Yeah. Sure. And mm-hmm. I, I can see the advantage, especially even post COVID because a lot of people haven't seen each other. This is like the first gathering for a lot of these yeah. folks. Yeah. And they've got room to move around and they've got things, other things they can do besides sit in a room and listen to some DJ, you know, blast and suavemente at them all night, you know? <laughs> so it's nice to have the room to go do other things. There was a remote yeah. cocktail area on a deck. There was the tent. There was something up on a hill. There was some seating area here. Yeah. So it was spread out and I can see how that's really cool. But, you know, for vendors, it, it, it could be the reason I it's built the battery powered ceremony system was because of barn venues. Yeah. Because the remote power on the hill was never reliable if it was there at all. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I put it together. It was out of necessity. And I still I want to make a public apology. When I was cutting the grass, I ran over that little power uh, <laughs> thing. So. Sorry, guys. They hit it with a weed whacker. Yeah, no, there's no power on the hill. The electrical inspector will be out here one of these days. It usually comes through, you know, once every three months on horseback, you know. Yeah. On horseback. You know, it's worth, you know, having just one outlet or sharing it with the kitchen staff. Yeah. You see it going to that other tent, like, right, yeah. On in there? Am I going to be on the same outlet with the Nescos you have lined up on this wall? I Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. Oh, I had the two, the two week ago or a week and a half ago. No, one week ago was the the one that was canceled on Friday and then rescheduled again for Saturday, which it was already scheduled for. I go to plug in outside the barn, and I got no power. And I they said, "Oh, we'll send Bill, the owner, over." Bill comes over. He goes, "Yeah, it's on this GIF." And blah 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 blah. blah. Click, and I've got power. I'm like, "Great!" That night, I'm in the middle of dancing, and all of a sudden, the coordinator comes over and goes. We're going to plug this coffee maker in here. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell you say? So she, I go, I'm really sorry, but I, I just, no. I'm, I, I just, you know. So she goes, it's only a Keurig. I go, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't care what it is. The problem is when I got here, the, they'd already tripped this once. Right. You yeah. don't want it to happen now and lose the speaker because they get a surge and they pop. And she just was up for the fight. She's like, well, it's never done that before. I go, yeah, but has it always been on before? I mean, it just, you're doing it inside. Isn't there power inside? Well, yeah, I suppose I can plug it in there. Why don't you try that? Mm. I don't even like a phone charger plugged into my outlet. In my I, you know what? I don't want Great. anything Nothing. plugged don't in. Don't do anything to it. That oh, the other night, they, right. they announced, oh, the market lights are plugged into the same circuit. I'm like, what do you mean? And they point up, and there's a power line yep. coming all the way down to my outlet. I'm like, why am Put I? Put 200 bulbs on it. 600 yeah. So bulbs. I was like, yeah. we get all done with the ceremony before cocktail started. I was like, hold on, everybody. Click, 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 click. I go, can I unplug mm. this timer for the uh, watering sprinklers? Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. I'm like, you've turned them all off anyway. Uh, let me double check. Maybe you should. <laughs> you got a tin set up out there. I'm like, we're in your backyard. I need to make sure we're not going to get soaked and electrocuted. 
Yeah, it's funny how people think that stuff is like what you have. And by the way, side note in parentheses, I think I told you, the Chave Rain 56, the MBT lights, and I think a couple American DJ park hands have been outside in the elements for over three years at a venue, completely exposed. They turn them on every night and they work flawlessly. (laughs) So they've gone through tornado. They've gone through hurricanes. What's the line you're ready for? Well, so, so the name Rain is appropriate. I oh, you're very for that appropriate. Piece of gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bernice. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you guys coming on and doing this right turn with me. Yeah, we're done. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good show. It was a good show. And hey, next week we are going to have Wavy Davy on and a few other folks. And um, and it as always. Um, if you have any questions, something you'd like us to cover, um, leave it in the comment section of the YouTube video because I checked those. And this is where I got this particular show from. Someone said, hey, I'm a single op and this is my full-time job. I need health insurance. How do I go about getting it? So that's what next week will be about. Thank you all. Boy, I can't reading. wait. What's his name, Howie? Let's send him a T-shirt. Yeah, we'll send him a t-shirt. It's a good idea. Good night, all.